Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who chose the mother of your Son to be our mother also, grant us that, persevering in penance and prayer for the salvation of the world, we may further, more effectively, each day the reign of Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Some men came down from Judea and taught the brothers, Unless you have yourselves circumcised in the tradition of Moses, you cannot be saved. This led to disagreement, and after Paul and Barnabas had had a long argument with these men, it was arranged that Paul and Barnabas and others of the church should go up to Jerusalem and discuss the problem with the apostles and elders. All the members of the church saw them off, And as they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the pagans had been converted, and this news was received with the greatest satisfaction by their brothers. When they arrived in Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and by the apostles and elders, and gave an account of all that God had done with them. But certain members of the Pharisees' party, who had become believers, objected insisting that the pagans should be circumcised and instructed to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to look into the matter. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. I rejoiced when I heard them say, Let us go to God's house. And now our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Jerusalem is built as a city, strongly compact. It is there that the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. For Israel's law it is, there to praise the Lord's name. There were set the thrones of judgment, of the house of David. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Live in me and let me live in you, says the Lord. My branches bear much fruit. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit he cuts away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes to make it bear even more. You are pruned already by means of the word that I have spoken to you. Make your home in me, as I make mine in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit all by itself, but must remain part of the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me with me in him bears fruit in plenty, for cut off from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is like a branch that has been thrown away. He withers. These branches are collected and thrown on the fire, and they're burnt. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for what you will, and you shall get it. It is to the glory of my Father that you should bear much fruit. And then you will be my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today in the Gospel we have one of my favourite images from John. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. It's such a vibrant picture that speaks to us about life and fruitfulness. And I think it's worthwhile pausing for a moment to consider the way that this image functions. What is it about a vine that makes it one with its branches? When you look at a vine, you can nominate different parts, and yet each of those parts still forms one vine. What is it that makes a branch from the furthest tip all the way to the stem to be one organism? It's the fact that it lives by the one same life. It's the sap which courses from the roots all the way to the tips that unites every part of this vine into one living thing. You see, it's not proximity that makes a branch a part of the vine. If I chop off a branch from another vine and just kind of stick it in amongst the leaves of another vine, it's still going to die. It may well be as close as every other branch that belongs to that vine, but if it's not connected, if it doesn't have the same life coursing through it, then it's going to wither and it doesn't belong to the vine. What is it that makes a vine and a branch one? It's the fact that it lives by the one same life. Now, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He's speaking to us now of the way that we relate to Jesus, who is the true vine. And what is it that makes us a part of Christ? It's the fact that, like the vine, we have the same life of Christ pulsing through us. It goes from the stem all the way through to the tip. And so with Christ, we are made into an organism. So what is this life that unites Jesus to us and unites us to each other? 
Well, this whole time in the 14th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus has been speaking to us about his departure. He's going, but it's good for us that he goes because he's going to send another advocate. He's going to send the Spirit. The Spirit of Christ, the Spirit which comes from the Father and the Son, is going to be poured out upon the church. And so, the one life of Christ is going to course through the body of the church and make it one. One vine with many branches because there is one life which unites all the branches into one vine. Now, those who've been following the gospel over the last few weeks, and perhaps particularly if you've been following this podcast over the last few weeks, we go back to a familiar theme. The life which Jesus brings is the life of God. And the kind of life which God possesses is what? Eternal life. And so Jesus is going to give his life, his kind of life, divine life, to us through his suffering, death, and resurrection, and in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, such that we are made one in him through the Holy Spirit. So now pause for a minute and consider what kind of intimacy is brought about through this relationship. Jesus here calls it remaining, abiding. Remain in me, says Jesus, in order to bear fruit in plenty. Remain in me in order not to wither away. Remain in me so that you may glorify my Father and that you may be my disciples. So Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. But he's also telling them that his departure is in fact not an absence from them, but a drawing closer to them, and a drawing closer of them. When the Holy Spirit is poured out upon them, they are made one in Christ, as the same life which pulses through Jesus pulses also through them. That we are united as a living organism, a vine with its branches, that is able to bear fruit from root to tip, Jesus' departure from the disciples doesn't result in an absence, but a new communion and intimacy. What's interesting about this image, though, is that Jesus fills out the picture by including our freedom. You're not automatically grafted onto the vine. It's also something that asks our freedom. He invites us to remain in him. That's something we do on purpose. We welcome his presence and we join ourselves to him in this spiritual communion. So let's do that now. Let's call to mind the intimate presence of Christ within our hearts through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let us feel this divine life coursing through our veins. And let's realize that even though we haven't been able to gather for the Eucharist as we ordinarily would, that we are still One vine, united in Christ, one living organism. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say...
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.